Welcome to Get Behind Fanny, a podcast dedicated to the behind-the-scenes stories of the music, the members, and the musicians influenced by the rock group Fanny, the godmothers of women who rock. Hey everybody, I'm Alice DeBure, Fanny's drummer. And I'm Dr. Kristen Hilaire Glasgow, the daughter of Fanny's manager, Roy Silver. And I'm Byron Wilkins, a life, long-time Fanny fan. And Alice and I keep the lights on over at FannyRocks.com. <laughs> we do. We do. Those yep. lights are burning, baby. <laughs> well, I am just so excited to share that we had incredible, tremendous feedback from our last episode in cool. which we featured Fanny working with Barbara Streisand on the oh. Barbara Jones Streisand album from mm-hmm. 1971, produced by Richard Perry. And what was so cool to hear was that the songs not only evoked old and fond memories for some, but also introduced a whole new fan base to early Barbara Streisand as a result of Fanny playing live with her. It's just wonderful. Yeah, Yeah, Kristen, it's true. And I I did want, well, before we get started on this Mm -hmm. episode, I have to go back and clarify. Um, I misspoke Uh on the last episode. (laughs) I had said that, uh, Fanny did the, we were the only ones doing the backup singing on Where You Lead. Mm-hmm. And no, it was the same backup singers for both Where You Lead and Space Captain. But mm. the musicianship was Billy Preston and Fanny live with Barbara Streisand on those two songs. June and I overdubbed parts on other songs. So that oh, was, okay. clarify that mistake, please. There we go. There we go. You, yeah. you got it. But also speaking of Billy Preston, Alice, mm-hmm. some of the questions we got for you as a follow-up from the episode, hashtag Ask Alice, was mm. what was it like to actually work with Billy Preston? Well, um, Billy Preston at the time, he was big, but he wasn't as big as he became. Mm-hmm. And he, it was like there were five studio musicians in the studio mm working with the star Barbara Streisand. You know, it was, he was, he he had his part down. He knew what he was going to play. He was open to ideas, but we pretty much had it down and set and ready to go and went one, two, three, boom, and played, recorded. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, that's a true, true professional there. But, you know, as you said, Billy was one of those artists that uh, was not only successful as a solo artist, but he worked with many different groups and artists as a student musician, as Mm -hmm. you just described. And and I saw him in 1974 as part of George Harrison's tour group. Um, And when Billy played his couple songs. He, he brought the house down. I mean, wow. it was yeah. tremendous oh, stuff. Yeah, it was, I, it was I can imagine people went nuts. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. Well, I have such a soft spot in my heart for Billy Preston. Not only is he just so talented, but mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough in my mid-20s to be in a gospel choir, a real wow. bona fide gospel choir. Wow. Wow. And right. cool. Billy Preston was our pianist our musical choir person who would play our songs and i was yeah and yeah i was in awe i was in awe and he was such a gentleman he was so sweet he was so humble well you know we played with billy preston it was as natural as it was to back barbara streisand Mm. you know fanny put the the song the band fanny put the band together i don't know (laughs) fanny put the songs together as we normally would you know Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. uh, our interpretation because we didn't really rearrange them. But when Kristen and I spoke with Seagrave, who was Fanny's head roadie, we've mentioned that, and Nikki's husband, I found that his thoughts were real similar. So let's listen. He'd start working out the drum parts, and Gina would start working out a bass thing, and June would work out where she was supposed to do rhythm and where she'd put a lead in. Very professional, the way you guys went at taking in new material. 
I always thought, surprisingly smooth and surprisingly well-organized. Everybody seemed to have a pretty good idea of what they could contribute and how it ought to fit in with whatever we, what everyone else was doing. Yeah, you know, and this comment by Seagraves, to me, um, when he came to Fanny Hill the first time with Nikki, and mm-hmm. he commented about, wow, they're serious musicians, and they, mm-hmm. they're yeah. here's your chance, blah, blah, blah. To hear this so many years later, um, that really is a compliment coming from Seagrave, because just to, to, to be able to see how Fanny really did take a look at every song and we assigned it the importance that it needed to make the parts, to do the parts right, to come up with the right arrangement and everything. So it was really cool to hear that. I, I really appreciated oh, yeah. that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It also says a lot about your collaboration and respect mm-hmm. of each other as a band. Right. And what each of you could contribute and your strengths within those contributions. Right. right. So and, and, what we... I'm sorry, Byron. Oh, no, ahead. and just and their and their dedication to their craft as well. That's the thing yeah. I always say. You guys rehearsed your butts off. I mean, yeah, you know, we that's did. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you can hear so mm-hmm. much how that paid it. off. Yeah. So what we decided to do on this episode is kind mm-hmm. of continue the conversation, if mm-hmm. you will, because <laughs> June had talked about on the last episode that she was recording her lead on her song Thinking oh. of You. Right, I forgot about when that. Right. Richard Perry <laughs> yeah. was speaking on the phone with Barbara Streisand. And right. so we thought it would be great to listen to this song, talk a little mm-hmm. bit about it, as well as Nikki's song A Little While Later. Oh, yeah. Both, yeah, I love both of these songs. And they're mm-hmm. both yeah. off of Charity Ball, mm-hmm. which was the album that Fanny was recording in 1971 while simultaneously working with Barbara Streisand. Right. So mm-hmm. it all fits together. So, Byron, to set mm-hmm. the mood, let's listen to June's Thinking of You.
Listening to this song, what it reminds me of is that the idea with my dad or Richard that if you're introducing an artist to a whole new audience, give them a cover instead of an original. Because mm-hmm. Barbara Streisand should have sung this song on her album. Yeah. But it would have been introducing her to a whole new audience as well mm. as a song that nobody would have known as well. So, of course, Carol King would have been the more obvious choice. Choice, well, right. Sure. right? But yeah. but it's such a fantastic song. I love it. Yeah. And I and I think this song is a great example of what Seagrave was talking about in that, you know, that each of you knew what part to bring to the song and you can hear that in these your recordings, particularly this one. It's like, you know, Nikki's little dancing piano over there and then her organ mm-hmm. fills and yeah. all that. But, you know, the real cool thing is watching Alice play air drums again, <laughs> while again. we record. Well, it, I'm, <laughs> also, it cool? I'm also practicing. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But, uh, you know, to think that June was preparing this lead oh, yeah. back then at the same time, I can I, I know that Richard and your dad, Kristen, were working mm-hmm. behind the scenes to make it happen for Fanny to back Barbara. You oh, know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let alone, this happens to be one of my favorite June songs. I love the lyrics. I love the melodies. I love the bridge. I love the bridge. You know, it's <laughs> right or wrong. It's beautiful to laugh and love and feel this way. Take it anyway. I mean, it just is amazing. You know, I I absolutely love that bridge. I really, really do love that bridge. But June's guitar lead on this song is absolutely wonderful. Can can we maybe listen to that too? Oh, Oh, I think maybe I can arrange that. Sure. Good. Let's do it. I can see her oh, yelling at Richard through the window. You know, yeah, hurry up. <laughs> I got a solo to play. Come on, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. Byron, it's funny you should say that because her words were, come on, Richard, I'm hot. I'm hot. I've got to yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. she was. She was. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I want to go back to the bridge a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, with the lead, the, the switch in the tempo. Um, I did it live. I thought I had done it on the recording, but now just listening to it again, where I would go into double time on the hi-hat. 
and I did mm. that live, but I did. I don't think I hear it in in the mm. recording at all. Okay. And I also cannot do that anymore. So it's gonna <laughs> gonna stay eighth notes instead of sixteenth notes. But you know, <laughs> the drums accentuated the difference in the bridge. You know, mm-hmm. the hi hat mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's playing simply. You know, you get the right part, the right feel for it, and in, and on the drums. As far as the drum part for me, to um, use that hi hat to add the little zing to the to the mm-hmm. verses was cool, but uh, you know, it still it remains one of my all time favorite June songs. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well, Alice, you're not alone in this. This is a universally beloved song of June's, mm-hmm. especially because of her guitar playing. We had so many comments about it, mm-hmm. but it was interesting when I interviewed June about her song. Here's what she had to say. I love the chords and uh, the chordal progression. I was always trying to fool around with how one chord could lead into another in a beautiful way. And I think I succeeded in that song. It's unusual, and Gene totally followed what I was doing. Um, You know, I don't think she could ever play it the same way twice, (laughs) but the way (laughs) she played it that one time in the studio was amazing, honestly. So that's one thing. I, I think I succeeded in the chordal possibilities that I was seeking at the time. Well, I think she definitely succeeded all around in that oh, song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and she's right about Gene's bass playing and, and the yeah, simplicity and of it. Yeah, and Nikki's keyboard. Yes. Oh, yeah. You heard oh, yeah. the little dween, 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 <laughs> Nikki's keyboard filling <laughs> oh, yeah. in. Oh, yeah. I mean, really, seriously. Do that again, Alice. No. <laughs> you guys are laughing at me already. I'm not doing No, we're we not laughing. Do, we don't do requests. We're know. not laughing at you. We're laughing <laughs> with you. It's yeah. adorable. Yeah. So. And, and let me say from what I know of Gene's bass playing, I doubt she played it differently every each time, but I'm sure there was room to experiment, you know, at certain points of the song. So to give the performance, you know, its own sound, but I'm sure mm-hmm. Gene was pretty well prepared from you. Yeah. What we and, just talked about. And, mm-hmm. and especially on this song, we, we all kept it really, really simple. You know, it was a simple song and it needed to be kept, you know, very simple drum parts. I'm not doing a whole lot of licks or really busy licks, really simple Mm -hmm. licks, you know. And I think that's why it worked. You know, June and Jean both called this a difficult song to play. But I think one of the things that make it work so well for us is that we all played it so simply. You know, the mm-hmm. lyrics mm-hmm. as a whole are expressing a very complex emotions, mm-hmm. you know, and June mm-hmm. to me was writing from her heart. I mean, that was she was oh, writing yeah. her heart, not from her heart, but she was writing her heart. Uh-huh. And the song always made me think about being home, not on the road, because it got lonely out there. Alice, you just said something, which actually I have a follow up question for you. And it mm-hmm. brings me back to the last episode when you were reading from your journals from yeah. the time. Yes. And you wrote it, it really well, it was about Barbara Streisand, but it was separate. That's why I didn't ask you about it then. But you wrote that all of you while on tour, that you were, quote, in the doldrums before getting mm-hmm. the call that you'd be working with Barbara Streisand. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you about that or follow up and see what was going on. But before you answer, will you read it to those who didn't hear the last episode? Um, do I read the whole thing, Kristen? <laughs> um, we I left would... part of it out last time, remember? Set the stage with the initial and then we'll get to the second part. Okay. Ah. <laughs> okay, so this is Ooh, from little May, tease. Here we go. Yeah, little May, tease. Se- May 17th, 1971. It was a Monday. 
Um, rehearsal was set for 12 noon at Studio Instrument Rentals, and we eventually got going around t- 2 o'clock. From then on until 7.30, we went pretty much straight through. Where You Lead and Space Captain are really starting to come together. At this point, I'm getting more of a feel for the tunes, especially Space Captain. Working hard all day like this for Streisand shouldn't be so different from Fanny. We have more at stake with our own music on a valid level, but for now, the Streisand thing has pulled all of us out of the doldrums we've been in for the last couple of weeks. Mm. So tell us what you meant by that, if, if you remember what was going on. What did you mean by all of you in the doldrums? Well, you know, it was early on, 71, mm. and I don't think that we had a lot of experience touring and being out on the road. So I'm sure some of it was road weariness, you know, and I don't think that people who haven't toured extensively understand just how hard it can be. You know, it's not hard just physically. It's, you know, sleeping in, you're in a different bed every night. Then you're playing at 110% every night, Mm -hmm. eating junk road food because there usually is not a healthy place to eat, you know, being away from home and lovers and loved ones, it's hard in every way because it's just not normal. But mm-hmm. that moment when we stepped on stage was golden and worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't make it any easier. And my journals reflect <laughs> quite accurately how look. My journals can be they can be really really sappy. But you know, no, they, sincere, not sappy. Uh, no, sappy. Sorry, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> but my journals reflect how lonely I was. How lonely it was for me to be on the road. And since I didn't finish reading the entry from May because it was so personal, um, and I made a commitment to share secrets on this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, this one's actually, in hindsight, it's kind of funny, you know. <laughs> so here's, here's the rest of that. Um, I will read it. After the uh, period about all of us out, on, uh, out of the doldrums we've been in for the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and now we're home in L.A., remember, to record this. So I'm sure that last night was an important factor in my behavior today. It's strange how much physical needs play a part in our personalities, Mm -hmm. how I could use a packaged orgasm occasionally on the road. (laughs) Nothing beats the real thing at home. All right, there you go. There's your damn secret, Kristen. Oh, I love that, Alice. Thank you for sharing that with us. That is really, welcome, truly. <laughs> a little, maybe a little personal. too much information, but you know, a little TMI. But oh, well. oh I think it's great. It's true. I mean, it really yeah. does yeah. give some, you know, what backstage. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to say, we've got to be careful here. Put I'm blushing. PG. I'm yes. blushing. I'm, I'm at a loss for words. I don't yeah. know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but to me, the song, Thinking of You, see how I did that? Little tiny bit. Yeah. Especially through 2021 years. Yes. And I mean this. It, it, it's a perfect soft ballad. And I don't know why. And Byron, maybe you know why. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't a song like this have made it onto the adult contemporary charts? I mean, just well, like this is as close to Barbara Streisand. Alice, do you know? I've got a good guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And that's because nobody thought about Fanny as being an adult contemporary band. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that the yeah. label, Reprise, their promotion department, never thought about taking one of our ballads to an adult contemporary station. Mm. You know? I, why would mm. they? I, I even wonder maybe, Kristen, if your dad 
would have put his foot down because we were trying to be this rock and roll band. If he would have put his foot down and said, no, you do not take any fanny songs to AC radio. I don't know. Hmm. Oh, oh, I mean, I don't have absolute proof on this, but I would say absolutely to the contrary. I think my dad would have jumped at any opportunity to get Fanny on the charts, no matter how or when or why, especially because it would have been great PR with Barbara Streisand on Mm -hmm. Adult Contemporary. And then he could have marketed you playing with Barbara Streisand, plus you being on Adult Contemporary. So I I don't think he would have lost that exposure for you. Or yeah. dismiss. Let me put that differently. I don't think you would have dismissed or rejected that exposure for you. Uh, okay. Okay. Point taken, Kristen. Mm-hmm. But thinking of you being a soft ballad, all right. Mm-hmm. And then you think about a little while later, which is a ballad, but it's a rock and roll ballad. Roll ballad. Yep. Oh, I don't yeah. think any promotion guy would have a problem taking that in for airplay on his FM stations. A little while later, we drifted off. Still puzzled by our conversation Been a long time talking I was getting in too deep Maybe just too far above my station words beyond my reason Your coach is waiting There's nothing I can do And I think it's time that you were
know these uh young whippersnappers today <laughs> do not know <laughs> the struggles of us vinyl people in the old day because this is at the very end of the album so the record right. noise would get you know kind of increase so you'd have all the groove noise and all that so you're trying to record it you know and keep the volume up but at the same time not get all this <laughs> scratching <in there>. anyway, <laughs> yes. well my age, byron yes. i'm glad you <laughs> came in no i'm glad you came in right at that moment because i that the end of that song just is makes me cry so i had to catch oh, my yeah. breath on that one yes. it oh, is yeah. so so beautiful it absolutely is. beautiful it is well you know a little while later um to go back to the song it it's mm-hmm. i i absolutely love the song um and it's just when we were playing it live, it was it was amazing. It just it felt so good. It was kind of all over the place, rhythmically and volume wise and everything. But the lyrics here, you know, trying to master their way through, figure out a relationship. You know, Nikki's lyrics. I don't know how anybody cannot understand what this song is about. You know, it's really somebody trying to figure out how to work through a relationship, mm. and and the relationship's in trouble. You mm. know. It mm-hmm. still feels, she's saying like, to me, it feels like she's saying, I'm alone in the world. Yeah. I can't give you more, but you want more. I yeah. wanted more from you and you couldn't give it, you know, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Alice, I have a question for you on yeah. this song. When you listened to the recording of it, how close was it to how all of you played it live? Well, except for the uh, music box at the end that you love so much we did yes. not try we did not travel with the clavinet mm, okay yeah but the rest of it was as close as the Pretty recording close. could be yeah yeah cool. wonderful yeah and we well, did not play it live that often because it was a difficult song to play mm-hmm. and have the you know to come up to the feeling and you know sure then go back down to the verse and it's but when we did play it live it was a killer i loved it Oh, yeah. I bet. And I do. I do mm-hmm. love the music box at the end. It's so mm-hmm. haunting to me because it just evokes this idea of what could be as a little girl growing up oh, and then okay. her disappointment 
of maybe things not turning out the way she had dreamed. Right. You know, yeah. and I've yeah. always seen Nikki, this is to me kind of a musical bookend for Nikki. So a little while mm-hmm. later to me is the beginning of her journey growing up, mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. loss, pain, realizing the world maybe is not as welcoming as she had hoped. Right. And she goes through this journey, like almost like a dark fairy tale mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. emerges, you know, stronger, finding herself independent, defiant, even with the pain into the song first time in a long time. Oh, you know, okay. yeah. yeah. she starts with, I ain't got a hand to guide me, a friend beside me and ends with, you know, for the first time in a long time, I can raise my face and smile. And yeah. so I just, I Those love are, that. Yeah. Two great perfect, songs. Don't you think? Perfect, per- perfect bookends. And when you say, uh, it's interesting when you say that there could be bookends, I find it interesting the two songs end their respective albums. You know, know, Jerry Ball and Fanny Hill, they, they, it's like, so the albums come to a big close with these songs. Yeah. And when you think about, um, a little while later, so, uh, Charity Ball, and then Mm -hmm. by the time Nikki got to first time in a long time, Mm -hmm. um, she says, she was saying, I can be myself and Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd, I'd love to, at some point, pair those two songs together. Yeah. And, oh, and, you know, definitely. look at them, look at them like the bookends you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I can't help Love but wonder idea. what it would have sounded like if Barbara Streisand returned the favor and joined us on a couple of Fanny songs off the Charity Ball album, oh. you know? Oh, wow. You know? Wow. Close a crossover. To, we yeah. were so wow. close to the time, you know? Yeah. yeah. It, Alice, do know. you see Barbara Streisand covering this song or thinking of you? What two songs would you have wanted um, her to sing? Well, I, I could see her covering this song because mm-hmm. it's got the drama that mm-hmm. her voice uses. But mm-hmm. if um, I, it, it would it would fit perfectly with this song, you know, but what's wrong with me is another one. You know, mm-hmm. I love Jeannie's vocals, you know, but the two songs that I would pick. I'm going to start this. Let's let's each name two songs, right? Okay. <laughs> All right. So the okay. two songs, two songs that I would pick. Um, I would love to hear Barbara Streisand do "Borrowed Time." Oh, you know, yes. that's, it's Talk such a, a rocker. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a major oh, crossover. Yeah. And then the other song that I think I would like to hear her do, even if I love Nikki's vocals on it, mm-hmm. is "Conversation with a Cop." Oh. oh. Yeah. Boy, cool. that would yeah, you, that yeah. would change the song so much. Oh yeah, I she would, would bring love an interpretation to, to it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would love to hear that. Yeah, wow. Byron. Oh, okay. What What are your two? You know, actually, um, I would go to Mother's Pride, and I would uh, mm-hmm. pick Feelings and uh, Beside Myself because they. Keep, I'll keep with the ballads, you know. Ah. Oh, I, I yeah. love feelings. We'd have mm-hmm. to keep in the woodland creatures and the fairies. Oh, yeah. same, <laughs> same production, everything. Oh, those yeah. are great, Byron. Those are really, yeah. really good. So, Kristen, what two songs yeah. would you want to hear uh, Barbara sing? Well, I'm wondering, could I pick two songs of each of Fanny's four albums? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Please, you would probably, rules, please. Okay. No, Kristen, you would take almost every freaking song that Fanny did and want Barbara to sing it or anybody. I would. Because you want to hear covers. I get it. I get it. But I, you only yeah. get two, honey. Okay, but I will say this. I would not think, sh- well, let me say this differently. If you got her drunk doing Solid Gold as a duet. <laughs> oh, she'd have- oh, God. That would be fun. Then well, that would be the only one I would pick, and I would like pay for that. But well, yes, at least well, yeah, then I would hit the high note. 
if I had some help. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Okay. So this really actually was hard for me, but I think she would do an incredible vocal rendition on Bitter Wine. Oh, whoa. (laughs) I didn't even think about that one. Yes, that's true. Are you making fun of me, Alice? <laughs> no, 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 seriously. No. Well, I, I think it would be really interesting. And even if you just overlaid her yeah, vocals. Just, yes. just leave the back over and it. alone. Oh, yeah. I think it would be incredible. And to our then, track, you're saying. To your yeah. track, to her, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, you know what? I'm going to have to spend some time thinking about that today. I'll get back to you next week. Okay. <laughs> yep. And actually, she would be great to add to the high backups yeah, as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be pretty cool. Huh, interesting. So, okay. And again, I really did pick two off of each album. So I'm just going to stick with the self-titled first Fanny album okay. and continue the Space Captain theme because I think she would do a great rendition of Take a Message to the Captain. Oh. Man, your choices are so unique and so different. <laughs> I looked at the at the choices and said, hmm, okay, now what can I hear her voice on? What can I hear her voice yeah. on? And then all of a sudden, a borrowed time came out of nowhere. But I think that's Take a, great a Message one. to the Captain, Yeah, that is... Yeah. That's out there. That's I think she would be incredible on that yeah. song. And yeah. again, keeping Fanny, same tracks, yeah. backups, everything. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. You know? Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, all of these songs I think would be interesting to hear. Mm-hmm. I do too. But, you know, we need to move on a little bit. So, Kristen, <laughs> do you have any thoughts for what we're going to be talking about on our next episode, number 33, 33, 33? 30. <laughs> 33 well, and a- we go. well, Alice, just like I can see you playing air drums as we do this podcast, mm. do you not see the giant whiteboard behind me? <laughs> what whiteboard? There for is episode no white- 33? <laughs> there is no white on that board. It's covered yeah. with blue ink. What are you yeah, talking about? All markered oh, up. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. And not just the whiteboard marked up, but post-its all over the place. Oh, yeah. Yep. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yes. Kristen looks like she's decorated a room for a party. A very odd party, I might add. Very odd party. Well, but. you're not coming to my party then. Fine. <laughs> I'm bringing my but own post-it notes. There you go. What is that? B- B-Y-O-B. P. P. B-Y-O-P. P-I-N. There you go. P. P-I-N, post it. Yeah. All right. (laughs) So yes, I have a whiteboard marked up for episode 33. I have post-its and I'm not sharing anything with any of you yet. So you're going to have to stay tuned. So for now, Mm -hmm. everyone, that's a wrap. Hit it. 